Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. For more information about us, please go to drpatlive.com. That's our website. Sign up for the newsletter. Make sure you get plugged into all of the really cool things we're doing. You know, from fearless living to understanding how all of this works, you know, what it is, what is it in neurology, psychology, practical spirituality? How does all of that come together to create this thing called mystic cool? Uh, my very special guest now, Don Goey, joining us here today, draws from these aspects of life, these specialties, and comes to the table to say that we can truly overcome stress and reach our full potential. This is not simply, you know, one of the pie-in-the-sky ideas, but how can changing a mindset, how can that put an end to this lap, this life-sapping anxiety? So, Don joining me here today as the author of the new book, Mystic Cool, we are going to pick up where we've just left off. Don, thank you so much for joining us here today. You will have an interesting journey yourself in the human potential arena. And I want to start with the conversation about where your journey began and what is it about this day and age we live in that directed you to take on relieving stress in this country and beyond. Well, I got started in, professionally, I got started working with Carl Rogers, who's one of the foremost minds dealing with human potential. Learned a lot about human potential from him and working with him. And then I ran headlong into fear, into stress, ran, ran right into the wall of it. Uh, I had a, a number of stressors collide all at the same time to, to really checkmate me and checkmate my life. In the span of nine days, I lost my job, a high-powered job at Stanford University. And nine days after that, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And I had been working really hard, you know, almost 24-7 devoted to my job, which created problems in my marriage. And all these stressors just widened those cracks that were already there. And I reached this point where I don't think I've ever felt more lost, more alone, more stressed than I did at that time. And then on a, I had like three weeks before I was to face the brain surgery. And at one point during that, I, uh, I just uh, had a meltdown. I got terrified. I began to realize that I, these circumstances were, were going to throw my family into the poorhouse. We had four kids and a mortgage disability insurance wasn't going to cover. And the more I looked at that, the more I thought about that, the more frightened I got. And it reached this moment where, where I actually had a meltdown. I melted down into terror. And then at some point in that, that horrible moment, I, everything cleared up. It was kind of an epiphany. And uh, I was at peace. I was calmer. And the juxtaposition of being at peace to all of that stress and that terror that I was experiencing was just incredibly dramatic. I couldn't miss it. And as I settled my mind into being at peace, I began to realize that this was a place of power. It wasn't just, you know, being a nice boy or, you know, doing the right religious thing. It was a place of power. And I realized that if I could be in, stay in this zone, this zone of peace, 
that I'd be okay because I began to notice that in that place what I began to see instead of all the problems that were, were torturing me, I began to see solutions. I began to see options. And as I began to see that, I began to feel optimism, and I hadn't felt optimism in days. And as I proceeded forward from that experience, that epiphany, I began to move into an attitude of faith, that everything would be all right, and everything ended up all right. It really did. The brain tumor resolved. I didn't get all the side effects that the doctors said I was going to get, which were pretty pretty amazingly bad. I didn't get any of them, and I think, think what they would say now is that my attitude, my shift in attitude from fear to peace created that mind-body connection that created this optimal result. I actually went back to work to finish things up, and they gave me my job back. They saw this shift in attitude. They wanted to keep me on the team, and, uh, and things worked out at the family level. My wife and I ended up getting a divorce, but it was really for the best, and we did it well. And so through that epiphany, through that moment and that change and being able to apply it in the way that I was able to apply it, I came to the conclusion that peace was the thing to put first, that it, it, it was power, and that stress really was fear, and it was a loss of personal power, a neurological power, spiritual power, psychological power. And then 10 years ago, neuroscience discovered that what I discovered in, in my moment of, of, of grace, I guess you would call it, neuroscience discovered that that's actually true, that, um, that what happens when we have stress hormones flooding our brain is it actually causes higher brain function, stuff that makes you creative, problem solver, makes you positive, makes you good at relationships, that shrinks. And it causes the stuff that makes you fight throws you into fight or flight, makes you fearful, anxious, reactive, pessimistic. It makes those networks expand. And that, that the way you reverse that, you could actually reverse that kind of wiring um, by being at peace, by being dynamically at peace. And I don't mean being complacent. I mean being able to face the challenges that come up every day in life without being afraid. I love what you're talking about because, and I'm glad you really pointed out the distinction about being complacent. Because I really think that that is, you know, completely a misunderstanding that happens with people when we talk about being at peace. We don't really think about being at peace and taking action in the same breath. And this has really been a dilemma, I think, in the human potential movement and the spiritual movement where, you know, part of this be here now doesn't mean be here now and do nothing. You know what I'm saying, Don? You're absolutely right. And one of the things that... um one of the things that happens when we practice, I call it a dynamically peaceful attitude. And again, if you were to define it in, in, in neurological terms, the way a neuroscientist would define it, what a neuroscientist would see if they put you in a brain scan and you were at peace, you were dynamically at peace, you were dynamically calm and clear, is what they would see is that region of the brain deep down in the old primitive brain called the amygdala, which is the fear center, they would see it wasn't active. What they would see was that was active was a higher part of your brain that's the creative problem solver that puts you at the top of your game. So that when, when that comes on, you know, a creative person wants to take action. They're excited and enthused about taking action. They're willing to take risks. They're willing to try things. They're willing to experiment. And they also have access to their, to their memory. Uh, the part of the brain, the hippocampus, which provides memory, working memory, uh, stress hormones really debilitate that. When you're at peace, you have access to all of that. So you have access to all of your skill and your experience. 
That's what comes into play, and so you can be dynamic in the world. You're never dynamic in the world when you're fearful. One of the things that, you know, we talk about and certainly you address in, in the book, Mystic Cool, um, for those of you just joining in, we're talking with, um, you know, uh, Don Goey, ta- who has created this incredible opening for us to be at this amazing place that he was in his book, Mystic Cool. Uh, you know, the title Mystic Cool may be a, sort of a, a conundrum for people, and I wanted to ask you, I kind of get why you named the book Mystic Cool, but I wanted you to talk about this because there is a sense of defeat sometimes, especially after kind of getting the tone and the vibration of the, you know, the State of the Union speech. Um, and really, we need to do some mental molding or sculpting to really shift our energy um, or else we're not going to be able to solve these problems. Well, it, you know, that word you use is exactly the word, word uh, molding. Uh, not just mental molding. Mental molding is the beginning of it, but it actually turns into remolding your brain, remodeling your brain, rewiring your brain. Neuroplasticity is this great discovery that neuroscience made about 10, 15 years ago that the way it works is that as you have a change of experience that's brought on by a change of attitude, you go from a, like I did, I went from, from a dynamically fearful a dynamically stressful attitude to a peaceful attitude. When you when you make that shift in attitude, um, you ch- your experience changes, and as your experience changes, your brain changes to wire for it to make that to make that experience so you can have it consistently. That's incredible. So that means that if we are if we are chronically stressed, that means our brain's wired for fear, and we can rewire our brain. And the even better news about it is is that it's very simple what it takes to do it, Very practicing uh, very simple things, and results begin to occur. This rewiring effect begins to occur within weeks, within four to six weeks. And so what mystic cool means, to answer your question, is that the cool part of mystic cool is how it feels when we dispel all that heat that stress causes, all that heat that fear causes in us. And you know, that's about eight out of ten of us in America. Four out of a ten of us experience extreme stress most of the time. Another four say that they're one or two stressors away from, from joining that group. So learning to be stress-free is the cool part of Mr. Cool. And the mystic part is the higher brain function you recover when you get rid of stress. Your higher brain lights up with creativity, as I've been saying. You become emotionally positive and resilient. It's, it's you in the zone where the dots seem to connect themselves. And that can feel kind of mystical. You know when you're at the top of your game, when you're in that flow, how it feels kind of otherworldly, like you're in this, this place other than the, the hard rock cafe place, you know. Exactly. That's the, cool. That's what I mean by Mystic Cool. That's exactly it. And, wow, we're, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Don about, you know, what it is he's learned, what some examples are, how are some of the people that, you know, have, have been able to achieve what, you know, Don calls peak performance, and what's on the horizon, you know, with what Don is presenting to us. Can we truly achieve a stress-free America? Let's take a short break. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. If you want to find out more about Mystic Cool, certainly go to the website, mysticcool.com. That's mysticcool.com. For The Dr. Pat Show, just go to drpatlive.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. 
and we'll be talking about some examples how we can all achieve mystic cool. We'll be right back. Athletes, diabetics, moms, let me tell you about a new high-tech energy gel called Chocolate Number no. 9. Chocolate Number no. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocos. Number 9 contains no refined sugar. Number 9 is a certified low glycemic index item, and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909. Are you tired of being overweight and nothing you try can get you to lose the weight and keep it off? What if there was a way to lose the weight that didn't involve dieting, buying other people's food, counting points, or having risky surgery? I'm Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis to share some successes from people just like you. Janine Crosby lost 89 pounds in 10 months. Brenda Eckel lost 75 pounds and went from a size 22 to a size 8. She is completely free from her insulin for diabetes. Becky Miller lost 65 pounds and went from a size 18 to a 6. Bill Birdsong lost 105 pounds and a total of 14 inches off his waist. His pant size went from a 50 to a 36. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. You heard about it last year. You even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, life is giving you a second chance, announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, oh, this is really great to have Don Goey joining us here today. He is the author of Mystic Cool, and he is someone that is helping people across the globe let go of being stressed every day in their lives so that the creativity can flow in, you know, so that we can be flooded with solutions that are of a higher nature. And the process that he uses to achieve this peak performance is incredible. Don, thank you so much for joining us here today. Let, let's just take a minute and talk about some examples of people who have been able to achieve what you call peak performance. Yeah, you know, one way we can step into that is to give uh, people a tool that they can start working with right away, a tool that I describe in my book. And that tool is called What Am I Afraid Of? And, you know, the, it, it tracks back to the way your brain works. You, if you're in a stress reaction, you cannot be in a stress reaction unless some form of fear is present biologically. What triggers stress reactions is, is the presence of fear. That's what your, your brain is doing. It's reacting to your fear. And it, it, the primitive brain can't tell the difference between a real and present danger and one you made up in your head. It sets off a stress reaction in either case. So I was doing this process with a lawyer, a high-powered corporate lawyer, 
And um, he was, his, actually his wife sent him to me. She was, she was sick of how stressed he was. He was losing a case. At least that was his perception. He was litigating the case, and he felt he was losing it, and he was getting more and more stressed about it and was causing him to make mistakes. And uh, he was losing sleep over it. He was becoming emotionally anxious, reactive. You know, I think anybody can relate to all of that. So I got him to take a look at it. And we did it using this process called, what am I afraid of? So I said, what are you afraid of if you lose this case? And he said, well, if I lose this case, I'll, I'll lose my reputation as, you know, as a winner. And he said, and if you lose your reputation as a winner, what are you afraid of? What you wow. do in this process is that you take the, the first fear and then you turn it into that question. You take the next fear, you turn it into the question. So if you're going to lose, if you lose your reputation, what are you afraid of? Well, I lose my reputation, I'll start losing my clients. And if you start losing your clients, what are you afraid of? Well, if I start losing my clients, I'm going to, I'm going to be asked to leave the firm. And if you're asked to leave the firm, what are you afraid of? And then he got real wide-eyed at this moment, and he said, "I see myself uh, pushing a shopping cart down Main Street with all my belongings in it." And if that's true, what are you afraid of? He says, I'm going to die a loveless, meaningless life. So I said, okay, so that's the story you're telling yourself. That's a story your primitive brain that only thinks in those terms is telling you, and you're believing it. So let's do an inquiry into it. Let's look at it. So have you lost the case? Well, he said, no. No, I haven't lost it yet. I said, is there a chance you could win it? He says, there's, there's a chance. If I could turn around, you know, if I could stop making the mistakes I'm making, all of which were related to stress, of course. And uh, if you do, even if you do lose a case, will you lose your reputation? He said, no, well, I've been out here for 20 years. People know I'm good. You know, uh, you know, I might take a hit, but not too bad. Are you going to lose your clients? No, my clients are pretty loyal to me. Are you going to be get fired? He said, I'm a partner. They can't fire me. And then he, he, he woke up and he said, I've been making all this up, haven't I? And I said, yes. And I said, and when you're stressed, you're, that part of your brain's in charge. What does it believe? It believes this worst-case scenario. And what does that do to you? Well, it takes away all your ability to perform at, at a high level. You can't even get along with your wife at the end of the day. Your life is a mess. And what happens when that goes on for 20 years? Well, you get sick. And it's the number one cause. You add all of the stress disorders together, and it's the number one cause of death in America. And so, and I said, but when you take a look, not some pie in the uh, sky idea of what, how things could go, but you take a look at realistically what's happening and relate to it, it's always kinder than what your primitive brain is telling you, and it always offers you options, and it allows you to calm down and be at peace and to move forward. And so I said, so who would you be if you didn't listen to that fearful voice? And, you know, when I ask people that question, they really come up with an incredible picture of themselves that makes them feel great. And so then my prescription after that is step into that right now. Step into that. Make your day being that. Be that change in your day. And uh, it's, it, as you can see, it all, it all boils down. We have the capacity to create all kinds of stress purely in our head. Absolutely. I mean, we're really rewiring here, you know, and let's talk about sort of, you know, this is what I love about the conversation, Don, and what we've learned about the science is some of us figured it out, you know, before the science actually came to the table. But what I love about this is we get to write a completely new book on this notion of transformation. 
You and I know that in the human potential movement, if you say the word transformation, it's usually this huge, this huge shift that takes a really long time. But the kind of rewiring we're talking about is not something that you are referring to as a long-term, uh, a long-term thing that you do before you can see some result. Absolutely not. That's right. the great news. You know, this, this brain of ours, it is the most remarkable system in all of biology. And everything that biology, that's been evolved on this planet, nothing comes close to the remarkable thing that this brain is. And one of the remarkable things about it is that it's plastic. That's what neuroplasticity means. It changes. It follows you. So if you're, if you're, if you tend to be, think stressful, fearful thoughts, to be pessimistic, that kind of thing, your brain will wire for it. If you begin to change that thinking, and the emotions that it turns into change, and your attitude towards life changes, your brain will rewire immediately. It'll start doing that immediately. And the change, and what it takes to make that change from fearful to being dynamically at peace is not that hard. It couldn't be simpler. The problem is, the, the essential problem is, is that when we're under stress all the time, when we're fearful, we complicate everything. And so something simple is lost to us. So what we need to do is to get into a practice, begin to try a few things. One thing people could do right now, if they're not already doing it, is to take a 20 to 30-minute walk five times a day. One of the things it does is it clears those stress hormones out of their brain, sends more oxygen to the brain. In aerobics, all the oxygen goes to the big muscles. So when you're, doing, when you're walking, doing a simple walk, you get more oxygen to your brain, your brain clears. The second thing that they can do is to begin to become aware of all the stressful, fearful thoughts that they think. Just track them and meet them by simply saying, not trying to change them or doing anything, but meet them by simply saying, that thought, that stressful feeling is in me, not in reality. It's in me, and I can change it by letting it go, by not believing it. That's the third thing they can do is as they begin to identify the fearful thoughts that they're having that they've been running unconsciously for years, as they begin to bring those into conscious awareness, they can, they can then choose, I choose not to believe that thought. Who would I be if I did not believe that thought? That simple practice, those three things, uh, will begin to rewire your brain. It couldn't be simpler. A lot of people, when I tell them this, they say, oh, it can't be that simple. And I say, try it. Everything in my book is proven. I don't, didn't put anything in there that hasn't been researched or established in clinical experience. So I say, go, you, you become the lab. Prove it in yourself, in your life. Well, you know, part of this is really having the message that you're taking out, done in a big way. What a great conversation with you. This has been amazing. Uh, please give out your website. Thank you so much for the book. Thank you so much for your message. Let's make sure people know how to find you. If they want to go to my website, in fact, the, the tools that I just described to you, they can get them. They can download them for free on my website. That's mysticool.com. If they want to buy the book, the cheapest way to buy it is to go to amazon.com. It's, it's there. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. What a oh, great, so great, great conversation. It's amazing to be able to connect with you. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning us in and turning us on just as they do every week, every day on the Dr. Pat Show. So remember, when you step out into the world, you are not only fearless, but you have the capacity to shift, rewire, and become mystic cool. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. <laughs>